Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Freaking Looty. Hello. Hey. What? What is? What is up? Um. Well. <clears throat> um. Snowmageddon 2021. <laughs> That's what's up. Why is it so? Why is it so bad? Why does it have to be so bad? Man, it's. it's so, I measured this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have at least in the like in the yard, like close to the door. So I don't know. It might have been blown. So this sure. could be slight drifting. Uh, there's at least 11 inches of snow in my front yard. Dang. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I, that was me just taking my tape measure and shoving in the snow. Oh, sure. It could be a little more. I might not have gotten all the way through to the grass. I couldn't really tell. You know. Uh, <laughs> at that point. Yikers. We have at least 11. Huh. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I haven't been to work in like two weeks. Yeah. So that's fine. I mean, I don't care, but like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know the kids have been out of school for a really long time. Yeah. Cause last week it was just too icy. Yeah. Cause every day it would just, it would just drizzle enough yeah. that it would just be frozen like the roads were frozen solid it's we couldn't go and then like the temperature never got above freezing and then this last weekend holy cannoli the temperature like just decided to go away altogether (laughs) and so like earlier this week i guess like monday monday tuesday we had a wind chill of negative 23. Yeah. Yeah. Fahrenheit. Yep. I don't know what yep. that is, Celsius international listeners. I'll look that up in a second, but holy cannoli. That was a uh... scare them. <laughs> no. I know. We had, we had, um, we didn't get as much snow as you all did. I think we ended up closer to like eight ish. Eight. <laughs> right. Which is still like an insane amount of snow. Yeah. Got snow all day today. We got snow day today. Insane. Yeah, we it snowed again last night here. Yeah, and but but our we had we 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 were down to negative thirty with the wind chill. Whoa! Which well, I just did a a calculation on my phone here. Negative twenty three degrees Fahrenheit is negative thirty Celsius. Okay, well there you go. It's yeah, it's just insane. Negative thirty Celsius is about or negative thirty Fahrenheit is negative thirty four. Getting close to that convergence point temperature of negative 40. Look at that. Yeah. It's the same. Hooray. Hooray? Yeah. So, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a bit bit fraught. I'm not really not looking forward to the uh, utility bill this month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> that or freeze, I guess. That's true. <laughs> Because we have to turn ours because we have a heat pump, right? And so, like, oh yeah, when it, it normally it's like fine, whatever. When it gets really cold, you can't it it won't heat the air because that because you have to condense that air down, right? 
And when it's so cold, it won't compress and you can't get heat out of it. The heat exchange doesn't work properly. So you have to switch over to like the electric emergency heat thing. So it's just like 100% electric power, which isn't great, but you know, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, how cold has it been over where you are? Well, it was about, what, one degree yesterday? And then today it was in like Oh yeah, today it was like but, man, it was like nineteen. It was so hot. <laughs> but like the sun was out, and so that kind of helped. Right now it's like twenty four, but I don't really believe that. So it's it's been a nice little off and on. I mean, it snowed yesterday, like a lot, a lot, lot. And so uh, we got a lot of the stuff me- melted, but then that kind of Rose, and so kind of been a little hit and miss. Um, we have at least three or four inches, I think, maybe more. Mm. I can't. I, I haven't really been paying, been paying attention to like how much we've been getting. But um, when I go outside with low socks on or low shoes, I always uh, immediately regret it. So, <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, like. The highways are relatively clear-ish, like now, but it definitely was not like that yesterday. And so they they pulled pretty pretty high overtime uh, in regards to like getting stuff cleared or well, yeah, not. Here, I heard that the highways are fine. Every other road is completely <laughs> awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, we'll see. Yeah, the, the the back roads, which thankfully is most well, not um, most of the area that I cover is back roads. So um, it's been work has been a little bit more perilous um, of trying to navigate and get to where we need to go. Oh, um, yeah. If it's not on if it's not on a highway, you're ready. That doesn't help anything. It's like, well, my is it close to the highway? No. Well, I can't go. <laughs> well, so some, of my, big... some of my colleagues are have are still snowed in, so yeah. that that kind of paints a picture of, of how kind of sporadic it has been. Yeah, that's always the biggest factor for us with canceling school. Right? Is the is the the highway's fine. But nobody lives on the highway. (laughs) (laughs) And so, (laughs) like, do you a whole lot of good? Yeah, some interstate commerce around here are like perilous in the summertime. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, uh, when it's like this weather, like, it's just no way you're getting it. (laughs) You can't drive down. Yeah, it's impossible. But yeah, so that's the thing. I I did have a small flashback this week while I was looking at school closings. Uh, I also noticed that Licking was out of school all week. So congratulations, Licking! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man, I got continuously just. We're gonna be not. It's true. So. Listeners, we we went to school at Logan Rogersville, 
So licking was almost all. I'm still not entirely sure where licking even is. I ever I look it up every once in a while, <laughs> but I can't ever remember. It's in it's way over in Texas County. Yeah, like it's in the northern half of Texas County. I don't even know why. <laughs> it's like way far away. Anyway, uh, when we used to be kid, when we were kids, we watched the the names of the schools would scroll across on the bottom of the television to tell you what schools were closed. Right. They didn't have automated calling or anything like that. So we just had to watch the news. And you would, we just watch, it was painful because there, there's a lot of schools in our area. So yeah, <laughs> to wait forever. And L is very far down the list. Uh, <laughs> and so it was, I always remember waiting to see Licking because Logan Rogersville would be next. That's the one you had to wait for. Yep. Is it there? And the worst feeling in the world when is it, whenever it said Licking. Ludi. No. <laughs> Full disclosure, I also have no idea where Ludi is. No clue. <laughs> I <laughs> So I don't need to bring up any old beefs here of any rivalries on there. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know where a town is. I have no clue. I just know I saw it on the news all the time. Yeah. And was like sad. One of us was like, no, we we gotta go now. Ah. <laughs> so that was my flashback for the week. So I literally have done not much else. I've been sitting here. Like last week we could get out. We went and got groceries and stuff. We, you know, got some takeout. Because the roads in here in town where we live are fine. It's like whatever. When it was icy. But, like, the side roads are, uh, you know, perilous. <laughs> and so we got a little bit last week. Got groceries for us and Susan's mom. It was her birthday last week, so celebrated that. Uh, but, yeah, this week was like, well, staying at home some more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah. We, extra we, groceries yeah. for lunchtime, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we uh we were supposed to have Monday off anyway. Um, so we had a, a four day weekend scheduled uh, ahead because we got Friday off and Monday off. Yeah, and then the state of Missouri closed down on yeah. Tuesday. They were like, <laughs> "Peace out, everyone, stay home." So I was like, "Woohoo, five day weekend!" <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy part. How widespread it is, right? Normally, it's like just an area. You know, yeah. like a certain regions, like got a bunch of snow, but this time it's like, nope, it's everywhere. Well, it's Ari. At one point, seventy-four percent of the entire United States had either ice or snow on the ground. Whoa, really? Yes, yes, seventy-four percent of the Whoa. US was covered. And, and I'm still trying to hunt this down as far as whether it's factual. But I'm pretty sure that at one point over the weekend, someplace in Iowa was the coldest place on Earth. <laughs> that, that might be true. Oftentimes, the coldest place in North America is Minnesota. Yeah. So, like, International Falls, Minnesota is, like, one of the coldest places in North America. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but I think it was, I think it, it br- dipped just briefly enough and things were else, you know, orchestrated around the rest of the globe that... Some place in Iowa was the coldest place on Earth for a hot second. Or wow! Did second. you see the pictures of snow at Galveston? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's terrifying. 
<laughs> That's yeah. not where snow goes. That's a beach, yeah. people. No. Galveston, and, Texas is like, it's hot there. I, I, there All the time. Yeah. I've seen pictures of um, just massive amounts of uh, uh, cold shocked fish along the bays. Oh, yeah. These estuaries. I mean, I know there's lots of sea turtle rescue happening in places around there, too. Thousands of these fish gone. Um, and then people in Dallas were posting pictures of uh, like pipes would burst in a wall and then it would start dripping. But then like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the ceiling fan with three foot icicles hanging off of it. I did not, I did not see it. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's inside, right? It's in, it's inside. But every but they didn't have power. Things burst, and then there was water flooding everywhere. Yeah, and uh, they had that, or the the the, uh, the ice covered toilets that had started to Yo. back up and and ice over and <clears throat> insane. That's crazy. Yeah, even parts of like northern New Mexico, it was snowing down by like Corpus Christi. Yeah, and like down on the border, <laughs> those I'll like the northern what. part of Mexico was snowing. Like that's a desert, man. Yeah. That doesn't. <laughs> That that is a place of Texas, a part of the country that doesn't even understand what the word snow means, right? They, <laughs> yeah. Well, Texas in general doesn't understand what snow means. No. So, like, whenever they have this much snow, it's just literally impossible, <laughs> right? It's like, well, I, clearly because they're all out of power because they have been reading about that fiasco of like nobody seemed to have bothered to plan for the possibility of cold weather in Texas. <laughs> and so their power grid is not able to handle uh, a massive upsurge in like heating. Yeah. Well, and a lot just... of places don't even have heat really anyway. No. Cause like you don't need heat in Texas. It's usually plenty hot enough. <laughs> yeah. Why bother? Right. Yeah. So like <clears throat> their, their power is not capable of handling that surge for cold because they were like, nah, we don't need it. It's like, they didn't uh, inflate their gas pipes and and (laughs) those valves. They didn't pay for like, yeah, the auto defrost feature on all of their windmills. Cause they're like, we don't, these are literally the desert. We're not going to need anything there. Yeah. Well, that's crazy enough as it is, but that wasn't like a big part of the power drain. They're playing that up. Right. Being like natural C renewable. Burn coal, baby. Like, guys, you get most of your power from natural gas. But you know, mm-hmm. like seventy percent. Stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like, just Texas. We know, we know yours comes from natural gas. Texas. You can't fool us. We see the oil wells. They're right there. You right. can just. <laughs> they're not hiding. You put them on all of your merchandise too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but the wind turbine freezing. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, the fact that they were just like, nah, it'll never be cold here. <laughs> well, turns out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so that's been pretty nuts. So, yeah, I've been uh, hanging out, watching a lot of YouTube, you know, stuff, reading. I finished several books. <laughs> Uh, two of which I've just been like I had almost finished with them I'd been reading them for school Mm. and I like for like uh, class you know stuff that I teach is like subject matter stuff so they're like reference material and I had read basically past the part where I teach it in class 
And then there's like the extra stuff at the end. And so I just stopped reading. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I'll finish these and take them to school and put them on my bookshelf. <laughs> and I started reading something else. <laughs> Been reading The War That Ended Peace, The Journey to 1914. Very interesting. Ah, Good stuff. Yeah. Interesting. What was, uh, what was good about it? Well, I'm not done with it yet, but oh. it's it goes into detail about a lot of the. I mean, I'm almost done with it. I haven't done anything to do this week. Brad, uh, so it goes into a lot more detail about kind of the climate in Europe uh, before the First World War, right? So it goes into a lot more detail about that stuff. That people are just like, oh yeah, you know, Austria, Hungary, and Russia didn't trust each other. That's what you hear in like history class right that's the that's it so yeah right <laughs> so there's a lot of interesting stuff about like why what was going on like kind of the mindset of just people at that time because you know you hear you know you kind of know any some of that but kind of like just a very brief overview yeah. stuff so it goes into a lot more detail about that kind of thing and then a lot of detail about like really weird stuff that like the morocco thing right so like oh yeah Morocco was a sultanate and they were hanging out and they were like, we're independent. But you know, Europe at the time was like, no, 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 that, 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 you can't be independent outside of Europe. <laughs> Silly. You have to deal with us. <laughs> but then, you know, which country would you deal with? That was a whole thing. So France was like, no, Morocco is our friend. And Germany was like, no, no, we'll be friends. And so Kaiser Wilhelm just sort of like showed up in Morocco one day, like surprise, here I am to visit. Hmm. And that, that caused a big kerfuffle. Right, that that didn't go well. <laughs> he was all like telling France, "No, no, everything's fine. We're not trying to take Morocco away from your sphere of influence." And he just like shows up to hang out with the Sultan one day, like out of the blue, without telling anybody. Like, mm. uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> There's a book that I have somewhere that talks a lot about how, uh, just how like he was so involved, and he'd be like, "I want to be friends." Oh, you want to be friends with me? I'll just show up anyway. And then, like, how kind of, like, how paranoid he was of how, like, other people thought of him and, like, other countries. Yeah, and man, he's a wild... Just, he's a wild character. He is something else. Just some of the stuff. Yeah. Like, this book goes in... I have another one, too, somewhere. Um, so I've read about him before. But, like, this one, it kind of reinforces that. Some of the stuff that... Because I haven't read about it in a while, so I forgot some of it. Some of it's new. Like, man, he's just, like, erratic. He doesn't listen to anybody. He's like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. He's a cr- he was a crazy person. <laughs> so, yeah, he doesn't help a lot of things. <clears throat> yeah, and the fact like Aaron was saying, he'd be like, oh yeah, I'll be your buddy, and he'd be like, psh, 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 hey, I don't like the guy. We're gonna show him how much I don't like he. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very like duplicitous. Like. Sure put on this big show about how being grand and then be like, I hate that guy. Like, we're not going to talk to him anymore. He hurt my feelings, man. Like, (laughs) wait, what? (laughs) Yay. Petty. Yes. A little bit. So that's, uh, I got to the part in the book about like the whole Balkans thing. Right. So the whole, like we're at the part where it's kind of a, the, the, the Ottoman Empire is declining nationalism sweeping the Balkan Peninsula 
So all the like Serbians are like, ah, oh, yes, we should form our country and like, you know, Greece and Montenegro and, you know, all these people, Albania. And then they all didn't like each other and were, you know, then they were trying to figure out who they should side with. Well, we should side with Russia or we should side with Austria. Right. And Austria and Russia were fighting over who they wanted to side with him. It's like a really bad picking teams in gym class type situation happening. <laughs> Nobody likes. No. <laughs> no. And then like Romania and the whole Austria had Transylvania and they're like, that's, you know, you know, <clears throat> the whole. Basically, the, I read one time that a country always wants its borders to be it thinks its natural borders are the largest extent to which that country has ever been right and this is where the fighting happens yeah right this is why <laughs> this is why a lot of fighting in europe happened right so people would be like well that's our land well that's our you know because at one point in history it had been and then at another point in history it hadn't been again not. <laughs> and even though these points in history could be separated by 500 years they were very grumpy about it still well, so like <laughs> Yeah. Maybe get all mad, and yeah, and so you know they're like, oh, that, that whole yes, that whole like, oh, that's traditionally our land. Like, okay, okay. win, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's not for me to say because I don't know. You know, <laughs> so that that's a whole thing. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, it's really interesting. Lots of good detail and, and kind of interesting stuff. And like I said, I haven't had anything else to do today, really, or this week. <laughs> So, been watching video game stuff, playing guitars, uh, watching reruns of the Grand Tour. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to find the specials because of the ones I want to watch. I don't want to watch the other ones. I don't like them as well. I want to watch the big long ones. <laughs> I was trying to remember, and I can't remember which one is Amar all the time. So I'm like, is this? One? Do I want to? Watch? No. Do I want to? Watch? <laughs> yeah, I don't. No. I haven't been memorized yet. Yeah. Oh, there was one. Oh, what was my? I was trying to remember this yesterday. My favorite non-special grand tour, and mm-hmm. I was having the hardest time coming up with this because I don't remember them very well. <laughs> and the specials are far and away the best part. Oh man! So like it's <laughs> just insane. Especially the first season. It's not really me. I didn't really like the first one. It's not very good. It's not as good as the rest of them. <laughs> no. No. They were I, I will I will go to this to the my to the my deaths here of that first season they were coming out this whiplash of having come out from underneath the constraints of both the financial and the time and the politics of the BBC. Oh yeah. It, it's very rigid BBC. Free right. reign. <laughs> To just go, yeah. So they were a little nuts. They just went insane. <laughs> yeah. Did you have you watched? Did I tell you about the the Great Escapists? Did we talk about that? No. I tell you, I watched this as well on Amazon. Uh, the no. Great Escape, the Great Escapists, is a show hosted by Tori Belacci of formerly of MythBusters. Uh huh. And hey. Richard, Richard Hammond, uh, in um, which they are stranded on a desert island and just sort of like engineer things together. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> and so, it's pretty. 
<laughs> it's very tongue in cheek, right? It's very tongue in cheek. Like, yes, we totally built all this by ourselves right now. <laughs> well, look at all the stuff, right? But last, like, the they do a bunch of like this crazy like engineering stuff, and it does work eventually. But they they clearly aren't doing it all alone. But like, no. the whole premise is we're stranded on a desert island. It's funny. It's really goofy. My oh. only complaint is they don't really go too much they don't do as much engineering stuff as like mythbusters would have which makes me a little sad but it is tori and richard doing ridiculous things so that's good (laughs) so i really i enjoyed that as well interesting you know the last the last um uh grand tour special that's grand tour episode uh, that was released um had that very same feeling right of where they were on the beach uh building yeah, the pirate the, one yeah yeah the, the pirate yeah. Run, right they were built, like building the cabana or yes. uh uh with with richard do you know cooking the fish in the pot or in the uh, in the sand oh yeah 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 right so i wonder <laughs> i wonder if those were filled filmed around the same time Uh, they might have been, uh, but that's they're kind of yeah. It kind of has that feel, but they do build this like giant Swiss Family Robinson treehouse thing. They power it with a water wheel, right? Because they like rip the alternator out of the boat and they like rig it up to this giant water wheel and they power it. They talk about like huh. how they Richard blew all the fuses. He like magnetized the thing because he turned all of his fans on because he was too hot. And so they had to build a bigger water wheel. <laughs> all this stuff. Jeez. It's really funny. It's just silly. A lot of it. And so I just, I enjoyed watching it and just like hanging out and not. <laughs> so you should check that out. If you want to watch some silliness. Right. It's very, it's very weird too, because I watched, I also have been watching. I'm not, I have like one episode left, so I have no definitive answer on this, but I have also been watching the wilds. On Amazon, which is like, it's like a much more serious strand. It's like this group of girls is on a plane and it crashes on a desert island and they have to like live there. Yeah. Right. And so it's like really serious and they deal with like all these really interesting issues. And then, then I watched the great escape fish with his like ridiculous. (laughs) Like, okay, you know, it's fine. Little little whiplash between the two. It's all good. yeah, the wilds is fine. I yeah. feel like, uh, I, again, I haven't finished it. I have like one episode left. Because it's one of those things where like it, nothing ever gets better. So you kind of get like, Ugh. <laughs> like I get, I gotta watch another one. Like this is all like dour oh. and sad yeah. and like heavy, right? <clears throat> I feel like this show was written by two people. Uh huh. Because there's like this the part where it's like the girls interacting and then the part where it's like it kind of goes into like each one of their kind of their history a little bit and kind of like their backstory you get to see glimpses of them from their previous life and how that is affecting how they deal with being on the island and why it's a struggle for some and you know <clears throat> the the kind of thing that everybody's struggling with that part is really good and it's really well done. And the actresses are like amazing. <clears throat> and then there's this other part where there's like the subplot about like 
how they got to the island and like all the real goings on that's happening, right? And uh it's less good. And it definitely feels oh. like two people wrote this and like just mashed it together. And whoever wrote the other stuff, I feel like they watched like Lost. Oh. And like oh. <laughs> like a whole bunch as like their favorite show. Yeah. And so like almost yeah, ev- actually every single time there's been like a reveal. You know, they played up like, "Oh my gosh, I bet you didn't see that coming." And I'm like, "I told Yeah. The, what? Yes. Totally did. To, where, did do you, you guys actually yeah <laughs> the guys i, I kind of figured that out already what are you talking about and then there's some other stuff they're just like they try to build it up like oh my gosh isn't this crazy and you're like sure whatever like this person's kind of nuts and like there's a couple times where they like all of a sudden in like the last couple episodes like this lady's motivations come out and you're like what what, what? Oh. <laughs> where the heck did that come from oh, where, gosh. <laughs> literally out of left field like what What? yeah mixed matched with the actual character and all of a sudden they're supposed to have these these feelings or these emotions or these motivations yeah it's the motivations part and it's just like but you didn't give me that character all right that's cool uh and i feel like like it's fine again i think like i have no problem with the motivation whatever i don't care but like the fact that you held on to it to like three episodes from the end trying to make it like a big crazy reveal kind of makes me like not care about it <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we'll only have one episode left so like I don't really I'm not really invested in this mm-hmm. and I don't like this person anyway because it takes away from the interesting part of the show so I don't <laughs> So it's very mixed for me. I I like it, but also like the other half, like the stuff that's not about the girls on the island. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this part. This is not. <laughs> this is way less good. <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's a there's a couple things where you could tell that somebody was really proud of themselves for coming up with that. Oh no! But it's like, oh buddy, that's. That's precious that you thought that Didn't was going to be the like. They were and again, I'm, I also am aware. I am saying all of this knowing I am probably not the target demographic for this show uh-huh. about high school girls trapped on an island. I understand this. I was going to say it, but you know. The show is probably not for me. <laughs> right? I just saw Trapped on Desert Island and I was like, I'll watch that. I like things like that, right? It's... <laughs> so knowing that again show not written for me exactly yeah i'm i accept that part so that's my caveat with this mini review here is i know <laughs> that i am not the demographic i was not supposed to like it and you know what it's not right in you well i mean yeah it's, it's just like some of the parts are like okay well i guess that's clever if you are 13 maybe but like (laughs) (laughs) that's what i feel sometimes like uh, i mean do you feel like they're playing the 13 year old characters as too too adult no because a lot of them are like 17 18 okay right so like that's fine 
you know, they're like 17, 18 year old girls. So as some of them, they're playing like, you know, they're realistically too adult for being 17. Right. You know what I mean? Like some of them have that whole deal. And again, I think the diversity of the cast and like how, like when you get to see the different family backgrounds that they come from is very interesting. Right. And it's done it. That part's written really well. So you can see how like their background influences the character they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. That part is really good. That character development is really good. <clears throat> the overall story development, kind of not good. But, <laughs> you know, you have to have like a parent. You can't just have a straightforward survival story. You got to have like a whole thing with, you know, subplots and like secret reasons and blah, blah, blah. Like, Right. One of the, one of the, I won't spoil too much, but like one of them is like, oh, they're not on the island by accident. And you're kind of like, yeah, duh. What? <laughs> Come on. What are you talking about? Oh, no. I, this is very obvious. <laughs> That's like a held up reveal. Like it was planned by someone. You're like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, and you find out like why you're like that's weird okay whatever like it's not you know (laughs) so there's there's a couple moments like that where i've been watching it and gone oh someone thought that was going to be like a big thing (laughs) and that's always disappointing too whenever you get to those points where it's like oh i can give i can overlook some of these uh, faults or some of these weaknesses in this but you really built this one point up a lot and now I'm now now it really take I, I don't know it takes me out of the the show out of the movie at that point because yeah. all of a sudden like the reality is stripped away or you're like, well and a lot of it I think comes down to timing sure. right because like I feel like one of the things Right. Is that the fact that they held on to it for so long? Mm-hmm. Like by the time they got around to revealing it, I had already figured it out like a long time ago. Yeah. Right. But if they would have done it too early, it would have been the opposite. It would have been like, I wouldn't have had any sort of investment. I would been like, okay, so what? You know? <clears throat> so there is an issue of timing that is hard to do. Right. Like you want to hold off for as long as possible, you know? But then, like, also, you you can't let your whole entire audience figure it out before <laughs> you reveal it. Because then it's, like, not a reveal. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> right? This We'll call that the M. Night problem. Right? Because that's what... <laughs> His movie started suffering from that oh. after a while. He's so nice. He, uh, man, I don't... I like... Most of his movies. I don't know. I like some of his movies. I heard the most recent one was actually not bad. I haven't yeah. seen it, so I have no comment on that one. Okay. Can't remember what it's called. But, like, he came out with one not too long ago that I heard was better. But, yes, I agree. I, I feel like he fell into that problem of, like, I, you know, I have to, I'm the twist guy. Right. And so, after a while, some of his movies are like, yeah. We know. We we figured that out already. What are you doing? Because you're expecting it, so it's not exciting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, it's like you can do it once, but yeah, after that, not really. Yeah, it'd be way hilarious if like some of them didn't have a twist at all. I'm just like, boom, what's up? Oh yeah, he's the guy that did that split movie. I heard that Susan said that one was really good. Right. I haven't seen that one. I haven't either. She saw it. And then that glass, which is like another good movie. I heard. I didn't see that one either, but it is connected to unbreakable, which I do like. Yes. That's a good one. (laughs) So, yeah, I think the first. From this list, the first three, six cents. That was the big one. Uh-huh. Right, they're like, oh, oh my gosh, what? And then like, Unbreakable is pretty good. Signs was not bad. And then by the time I got to the village, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have a distinct memory of being in the theater with a bunch, with all my friends, and we it was, we were like one of the only people in there watching it. It, it was like in mid afternoon because it was a cheap movie, obviously. So that's why we went to see. <laughs> And we were talking, and we're like, dude, this is totally what's happening. And boom, that's what it was. <laughs> so, I soured on the movie because I figured it out, like, over halfway, like, not even halfway through. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so that kind of put me off. I was like, yeah, it's not very interesting because we figured it out. So, bleh. <clears throat> yeah. And I, it's what's what's frustrating. I don't know. Movies like that for me tend to have a very low rewatch value. Oh, that's for sure. Right, and I do like to watch. Re, I do tend to rewatch movies that I like a lot. And so I I actually did like The Village for all of its corniness and over. I like The Village. Yeah, I really liked it. But but I can't watch it again because. There's no, there's no point to. <laughs> there's just that's true. Than, well, you you have a max. You can watch it like one more time, right? Because sure. you watch it with different eyes when you know what's going on. But like a movie like that, where like the twist is the deal. Yeah, yeah. You don't really want to watch it because the rest of it, it's not super interesting. Once you figure out what's happening, right? Because like Adrian Brody's fine. That girl's fine. The aesthetics are kind of cool. Yeah. But like, meh. Like, <laughs> yeah. After that, I mean, you take away that ask those aspects and you're just left with, like you said, like a, a, a meh movie. And when it's all hinged on one or two big reveals, when you know those are coming, it's like, okay, well. Uh, and I can appreciate it for other aspects. You know, some, some of the acting is. Fine. Yeah, the, I, I the, like the, you know, I love, the cinematography's fine. You know, I love it's good. The, yeah, the and the aesthetics of the whole the aesthetics thing. are good. Uh, but beyond that, like okay, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's it's all, like, you know, all you can do, right? Yeah, it's like okay, well, I watched it anyway. <laughs> Checked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a good point you bring up though about like the rewatchability because that is something that's like I don't know it's I do find myself drawn to movies that you can watch again even though yeah there are some that I don't 
because it's like, okay, well, yeah, that was fine. It was good. It was interesting, but I don't need to see it again. Right. There are certain things sometimes where it's just like, oh, it's so good. I'm just going to watch it over and over. And I don't always know what those things are. So do you have like certain things that stand out to you that make it rewatchable? Like, cause you know, I'm not going to go, I'm probably not going to watch, uh, you know, I watched that, you know, I don't remember the, the Whitey Bulger movie with Johnny Depp. Right. I mean, it's pretty good. Probably not going to watch it again. I watched it once. I was like, mm, yeah, it's a good movie. Okay. <clears throat> That's it. Or is there something like, I don't know. This week we've also been watching like Harry Potter. You know, I'll watch those again. I like those. Yeah. Those are fine. So like, I don't know. Is there something for you that stands out to make something rewatchable like that? Ooh, that's a really good. Hmm. I mean, I immediately connect with, I, I think I'm trying to think of the things that I watch the most often. Um, hmm. I'm going to have to think about that. Aaron, do you have any thoughts while I mull this over? So things for me, like for rewatchability, like it it still has to capture that sense of like, you know, the sense of wonder um, for me, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Like I can, I can sit and watch like a Harry Potter marathon, you know, like a weekend, and then the next weekend I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'm ready to watch it. Um, <laughs> some, some of those, some of those kind of classics of like uh, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, for instance. Even though a lot of people kind of, you know, don't really like the the newer one, I still like it. Star Wars. Um, I mean, like the, those classics for sure. But then there's the well, you know. I, even though I know what's going to happen, I think that's still kind of, you know, the whole like, fun to it. Uh, if that makes any sense. Of, well, you know, like, I, I know this is going to happen, but still like a really cool part. And, you know, this is why I watch it. There's, there's some movies where I got to think of an example. And I might, let Colin talk so I can think of a legitimate movie that I've done this for where it's like I can watch it and then I'm good for like a few months to a year and then it comes back beyond again like oh I can watch that again um, and then there's movies that I'm like I've seen that once like nah I'm good I, I can't put like a finger on what exactly there is that causes me to be like, oh, yeah, I can watch this again, or, oh, well, you know, I might as well wait. But there, there's something about certain movies, for me anyways, that I can be like, I, you know, I gotta watch this again, or, you know, this movie, you know, it's a classic or something of, you know, along the lines of, well, yeah, I just like this movie because I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, Back to the Future 3 was one of them. I haven't seen this movie in so long. But it's so good, and even though I know what happens, I got Marty fly, and you know, there's a <laughs> Marty and doing Marty things, and oh, they're in the old west. It's, it's, to me, that is like the coolest thing. Ever. So that's one of those movies I can watch at any time and still just be, you know, happy that I watched it 
when I was a little kid, uh, watching it again as an adult. So movies like that, like I'm fine with, and then there's, um, you know, I can't even think of think of another movie that. So one aspect is probably you have some sort of connection to it from. Yeah, like that's that's a really that's a really big like thing. a nostalgic kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, and then like some of those, you know, especially those Lord of the Rings movies. Um, you know, we watched them with Mimi, and so that that's got that sentimental value. And like, oh, she took us to these when we were little, and so therefore it's still really that movie that we hold dear. Or, or something like that. But there, there's still kind of that, uh, this is my movie growing up. Uh, but I, I can, like, there's just cool parts of movies that I can watch, like, over and over again and be completely fine with, even though I watched it, like, 50 times already. Um, the one scene in Star Wars movie and the newer one supposed to come out like right before new hope wonder that's called oh oh um yeah that's one i didn't yeah. watch actually i think i missed so, the, rogue, the rogue one that one yeah rogue one like i just missed it somehow i haven't a lot, seen a lot of people feel like oh yeah you know it's not that good movie but there's a scene with darth vader in it and it is just so like oh, yeah. nerd fest to me that i could sit and watch it like again like this is fine. I'm fine. I'm having fun because it's it's just a cool moment for me to relive, and then one day down the road, if or when I have kids, like it's going to be hard for me because I probably want to talk the whole time. Okay, watch <laughs> So that that's going to be difficult. Yeah. But you know, having having those kind of special moments for me, uh, whenever whenever I get older with either my kids or just people out of sleep movies now, like you know. Growing up with you two, you know, how many times did we watch Mighty Python the Holy Grail? Like You're welcome, by the way, for that. Yeah. So I mean, by the time I got to like high school, when like we were watching in school, um like I could just sit there not pay attention to the movie and just, you know, I could sit there on my phone, like reading a book or something and be like, Oh, where's the rabbit? And just like quote the entire movie just, you know, on a whim. And so things like that to me, I find special and it's, it's quirky, but it's, it's something that, Hey, I, I can say this entire movie for no reason whatsoever, just because my brothers would, we would be in the basement and be like, Oh, somebody put on the Holy Grail. And, oh, so I don't know. It, it, little things like that are special. Hmm. I, um, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking through the list of movies uh, that I can watch over and over and over and over and over again. And I don't know if this is going to perfectly encapsulate my thought with what makes movies re- uh, rewatchable for me. I think they fall on two ends of the spectrum of very large world or very small and intimate ones. And I think two examples of this are like the movie Spirited Away. Um, that movie, I, I, that world is is 
basically infinite um, for all intents and purposes. Uh, right? <laughs> you have no, no idea. And, and it has moments where um, the world is so vast, but also like has, has these moments that are, are punctuated by very real, like darkness and, and pain and, and hurt at a very personal level. Yeah, and so for, that, that's very captivating to me. And then I think of kind of the inverse of that as something like Shawshank Redemption, uh, which I do think gets overhyped a lot as far as like how wonderful of a movie it is, but it is immeasurably uh, rewatchable. And I think that is because uh, it, it's very s- small scale. Um, I know there are smaller scale movies or whatever, but the personal relations between these people, like they're very relatable. Um, you can imagine people like that in your life or that, that exist in the world. Um, and, and so each one of these kind of has elements. I think that, uh, I, you can connect with on an emotional level or an experiential level that you can, it, I think that has to come down to part of the writing. Right. Um, and, and for me, a lot of that dialogue of, when people in movies don't talk the way normal people talk. Um, right. <laughs> That's true. It's very hard to connect with that particular like, story right, thing. Like, right? like, like, I, not only do I A, not like the movie, but B, I can't rewatch it because who talks like, and I know that some, some, some writers and directors have weird affectations where they try and write differently or they try and write melodically for pe- people to to, to talk uh, in different aspects, but in, in in that other way of going, you know, when when Andy Dufresne is going through this process, and you like the way he's acted by by Tim Robbins is just you can connect with every aspect that he is experiencing on a personal level, and then uh, when you're looking at spirited away as she's going through this like again it's like childlike wonder of experiencing new things and this world that just seems to go on and on forever i don't know i don't know why my brain was like well either very very large worlds or very small intimate worlds i tend to find i can rewatch all the time the, the small worlds have to be done exceedingly well because the level of detail that you can get down to i think can if you miss it, you're going to, and again, Miyazaki is great at the small world, just watching how people, how kids put on shoes, right? How he studied that. I mean, you're like Totoro, right? Like, or like <laughs> Totoro, right? Like that's, a, that's, that's a pretty, you know, I, so I, I love that, that kind of detail and the realism, um, in, in kind of that, in, in those fictional universes. Interesting. That, that is another aspect that I never, fully understood especially when i was younger was kind of the the atmosphere the environment the world that was created by you know whatever production um, you know either it'd be you know large scale of something like uh, the star wars universe or just how vast and how you know endless possibilities there are or it you know being being a little kid of being like wow I would love to live here and then, you know, getting older and understanding the 
how horrible it would possibly be to live in some of those places. Ah, well, I don't want to live there, there, but like that, that's just another worldly aspect that I never took account of. Like, oh, this is, uh, you know, a whole new world that I'm just fascinated with. That kind of goes back to what we talked a long time ago about video games. I was so fascinated with the Halo universe. And, you know, the science big, the sci-fi behind it, the technology, you know, the, the history and the lore behind everything. And I, I deeply enjoy movies that bring that aspect. Maybe not, you know, Halo itself is a really cool movie out there. Authors, writers, get their thing. Um, but, like, how, how much time people put in to like movies, films, like, and not just creating some little blank canvas, be like, oh, boom, here's a movie. But like the people that, you know, build the lore behind it. And it's like some of those movies that just, you know, fall flat on their face, like the uh, uh, World of Warcraft movie that came out. Like, well, yeah, yeah I didn't, it was I didn't hear cool, things about that. but it's just like what, it, it did nothing. Like, you build no, like, oh, there's you know, the guy that played in Vikings. Oh, he's wearing armor. Oh, he's got a sword. And that was the main selling. And so some of those movies that, you know, build on a world in itself that there, you know, you can look into the backstory or it creates the backstory and it just brings you more into the history of the lore, whatever. Um, I, I find movies like that to be more appealing. And not just kind of, you know, on the surface kind of meh project where there's actually depth behind it, there's meaning behind it. Um, and so, I mean, some of those history pieces, even though some of them aren't, you know, historically accurate, there's movies out there that, you know, people visit those places that, you know, these movies took, or, you know, the historical places took place at, and how people, you know, the, the movie Gettysburg. Um, 19 something. Um, it has Roderick. No, that's um, that's glory. That's glory. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it. I'll, I'll think yeah. of. I, I have it. It's old, old, right? It's an old yeah. one. It, yeah, it was very old. Um, that movie was shot at Gettysburg. Like hmm. they went to like the National History Society as like, hey, can we shoot a film here? And they're like, uh, sure. And then, how about 1993? That's not too bad. That's the one I was older than that. Yeah. Oh, it's got um, Tom Berenger, Martin Sheen. Yeah, he played Robert E. Lee. Um, oh, wow. It's got a lot of stuff. Oh, wow. But, like, movie like that, that, you know, it's not, it wasn't just made for big action blockbuster of the summer. It was made or purpose to show like, yeah, war was terrible and it is terrible, but this is what the United States went through. And there was like actual legitimate, you know, purpose behind it of not just to make a film to sell money, but to show history of how like terrible it was um, in certain aspects. And so films like that, like I could probably sit and watch, Gettysburg, like maybe like once a month, and I still eat. <laughs> it's a long movie, <laughs> and 
there's been times where I I put it on in the background, be like, oh, I'm just gonna watch this and time myself to work, and then like six hours later, I'm like, <gasps> I'm still watching this movie. So <laughs> there's some of that struggle behind it. But I'm saying, I think my attention span to, might not be able to handle it. To me, it no, it's terrible. <laughs> to me, like that film, it, 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 it's you know, it's a rarity. Um, and that's why people like the movie um, Waterloo. Granted, it's another big, like, 1970s or 1980s, you know, historical film. Or the movie A Bridge Too Far. Again, another six-hour movie. <laughs> but the, the the time and effort that was put into it to create, you know, not just a big, you know, Michael Bay, shoot, shoot, bang, bang kind of film. But to actually represent, hey, you know, this is history. This is what we went through. Right. Um, yeah, here's Michael Caine. Go. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Michael I Caine enjoy, always I, helps, to be honest. Yeah, I, I just enjoy movies like that. That's just, that's just me. And I, and I guess that kind of goes to another thing that I thoroughly enjoy about um, the, the, the revalue or rewatchability of movies is because of that. So. Hmm. Interesting. I, I definitely agree that it, a lot of it has to do with like, the world aspect, right? Because I can forgive a lot of things if the world where things are happening is interesting. Sure. Right? Like, I am all about that. Um, that is, I'm a sucker for that. And I, I forgive a lot in a lot of media where, like, a lot of people, you know, read online, there's a lot of, you know, these people are like, I can't believe that, that's just so terrible, blah. Like, I like it because the world is interesting, it's believable, and it sparks my imagination in some way. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> then I'm in. Uh, I can forgive a lot of, like, little weird things if the world is interesting enough, right? Like, I, I can buy into that. But I think also some of it's very, like, for me... I feel like it's almost like partially genre specific because like there are certain movies that I know are like good, but I don't want to watch them over and over again Yeah, because they're like really like heavy dramas or something, right? Like, you know, um, I don't know, like a streetcar named desire is a great movie, but I want to watch a movie a whole bunch of times. No, I don't because it's (laughs) (laughs) like, you want you want to see the thing. There's one part that you know. There's a couple of the parts that are pretty good, but I don't want to watch that movie like over and over again. So there has to be some kind like the pace. Again, for me, I think part of it's like the pacing has to be enough to keep me interested because I don't want to sit through a movie that's like sloggy, right? And like, yeah. we're like, <clears throat> so I think part of it has to be that. Or, and I do agree with Aaron, there is a certain part there are some of the movies on my thing that are like, I do have some memory of watching them when I was younger and liking them for some reason. And so like, I just still like them. Sure. <laughs> like they just sort of stay with you in that regard. But I think part of it, like, especially for the ones that I've watched as I've been older, the world building has to have something interesting. And then like, there just has to be something that grabbed me when I was watching it. And it's not always, an obvious thing, right? Sometimes there's like some di- like like Colin was talking about the dialogue is interesting, or like there's an action sequence that's like really cool, but something has grabbed me 
and grab my attention enough that I like latch onto that. And like, that is my favorite part of the movie. And I'll watch the whole movie just for that. You know what I mean? And a lot of it is the writing. Like, is it written well? Right. Cause that, that's what sort of, you know, it's the difference between die hard and die hard Two, Right. Like (laughs) I want to watch one of those movies. Yeah. And <laughs> not and necessarily not the other one. I don't, you know, hey. so like they're you're fine, but like yeah, there's there's got to be some something. But I think the world, just like the aspect, the environment, that world building characteristic is really important for me. Yeah, and I will definitely forgive a lot in like all media books. <laughs> Video games, movies, television, I don't care. Like if the if it's interesting enough, like if that story is interesting enough, I want to know what happens with it. Right. Right. I want to know if that world that the story's happening in is interesting, then I want to know. Like one movie that jumps to my mind is like that full time killers movie. Right? So it's a really weird movie. It's like a you know. I think it's Chinese action. It's the one we, I made, I rented this movie a long time ago with Corey on accident. And then we watched it in the basement. It's like the assassins movie, right? They're like assassins. And then there's like, but and the movie's completely ridiculous, but like, there's something about it that I'm just like, this is, is so is crazy. That, is that the movie where like, if these two guys are assassins and at the tail end, they play that game. Or assassin. Well, yeah, no, they play, they play a, they, yeah, they play a real life game of Metal Slug in the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. They try to kill each other. Yeah. That is so ridiculous. But like, they, they, that whole ridiculous premise is taking place in like this very real city, right? Like everything that happens in the movie is like just believable enough. Like it's over the top and ridiculous, but like all the environment is really cool. All the stuff is really interesting. And like the premise is kind of weird, and but for some reason I just really like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and there again, I think some of it too are like there are also some like actors where I'm just going to watch them, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, there's some. Some of them are, and it's just I mean not all of them because there's always like we used to play this game in college uh, about like we would pick an actor and then we would like argue about what their worst movie was <laughs> right? because everybody's got one right yeah. <laughs> obviously there was a rule they had to have made it like x number of movies right i think it was like i don't remember what it was because otherwise you just say james dean he only made three and they're both really, all really good and they died so like <laughs> he doesn't count so you, right. <laughs> you right. can't use him but we would argue like tom hanks's worst movie right you know all this, all this stuff. <clears throat> so, um, I, a lot of times the actor is also just because of, I just enjoy them. Well, I'm thinking about like specifically the first actor that jumped to my mind here was actually Jackie Chan because I will watch just about anything that he is. <laughs> he's ever made. So <laughs> I do care. Good. Some of it's not good. I'll watch it at least once. And then some of them I will watch like over and over again. <laughs> Like Operation Condor, I watch a movie like forever. It's not a good movie. Oh, I do like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I just like to watch it. It's just so enjoyable watching him in that movie. <laughs> yeah. 
or I also have a problem because there's about four or five movies that he made around that same time. That in my brain, I I can't separate them out from each other. <laughs> I do that thing again, where I forget which part goes with which movie. So like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, blah blah. And I'm watching it and like, oh wait, that's a different one. Anyway, the- <laughs> well, I I don't know. I I think part of what you touched on there is is how is whenever a movie gets the right casting, when they really nail the actor, the actress for a role. Oh yeah, that's they, true. They, they they tend to embody it, and and more than that, come to define what that is. What what that character is like? You couldn't imagine anybody else play that role, and that's a good point. Obviously, for me, you know, the thing that comes to mind is the Lord of the Rings. It's true. Go ahead, try and pick anybody else in any one of the main character roles. <laughs> you will fail, right? <laughs> true, especially Gandalf. Yeah, right. right. Not like, recasting Gandalf, are you? <laughs> nope. You got that one. Right, and, uh, <laughs> but even you know, and I mean, some of the larger ones like like Harry, po- other ones like Harry Potter, or whatever. But but even even things like um, you know, pulp, think Pulp Fiction or Princess Bride, like oh, that's true. Like, yeah, they they become like they so embody who that character is that you enjoy watching them as that person yeah that's true even though like go ahead okay i was just gonna touch on pulp fiction for a minute because yeah that's definitely a movie where like the my memories and my nostalgia about watching that movie with my friends when i was little or like not little obviously like younger than i am now (laughs) we're in seven watching pulp yeah no 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 uh first of all that movie wasn't in doubt when i was seven i don't think anyway um i remember when it came out it might have been. Uh, that's beside the point. Um, <clears throat> yeah, when I was younger, watching it like that, like I have these like memories of that movie, and then there was one point where I watched it again a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie really doesn't make any sense, does it?" No. <laughs> <laughs> but like all the pieces are so good that you kind of like didn't remember that part, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, which is kind of what makes it interesting, right? Like there's certain movies like that are like that. Even though, like, you know that it's all backwards, like, I personally really like the movie Memento. Hmm. I don't, I, yeah, that movie again. After you watch the movie once, some people are gonna be like, mm, Yeah, I don't want to watch that again, but like, I just like it because I like how strange it is. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Aaron, what were you gonna say? So, 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 two things one, if we ever needed like a challenge to have on the podcast, which we always um, do, always do, yeah. I have always wanted to. There's a YouTube show that I, I watch called um, Movie Fights, and there's a segment that they do where it says, "All right, take a movie, or like you know, act like you're writing a movie or directing a movie. You have to come up with like just like a basic script, and then you have to pick like five actors and list like why you would pick them." So I've always wanted to like, Ooh. you know, kind of. You know, be like, oh, hey, you know, I got this this kid that runs that's a, a sewer rat, and it's uh, played by John Goodman, and like something random like that. Um, so I've I've always wanted to do that. And number number two, it, it, I, Colin kind of said something that triggered it, and I forgot what he said. 
Um, but do you think at what years down the road, um, whatever we are old and gray or gone, um, if people will remake some of the, the movies that we deem classic now, like I was thinking about, uh, they'll probably do it in five years. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, so like, yeah, Lord, they're, they're Lord of the Rings is twenty years old now. Stop it! Yeah. No, stop it! <laughs> also, in in watching both Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter recently, Lord of the Rings holds up much better visually than Harry Potter does. Yeah, yeah, that first one. Yeah, that yeah. First I was watching Potter. it and go. I was watching Lord. it the other day, going, "Oh man." But like, do you do you ever think that you know, years down the road, someone is going to make like new Jurassic Park? Like, I'm talking like a remake of mm. the first, not these copy ones. Or someone will go back and be like, I want to make a new Lord of the Rings. No, there's some there's some films that I see today that are like, oh well, you know, someone will remake that down the road. But there there's there's certain films that I have a list for that are like, that will never be remade. This movie will stay the same, you know, for X amount of years. Do you ever think, do you ever think, you know, I I have a lot of free time sometimes. (laughs) I had this week as well. Will this this movie ever be, because like sometimes, oh, what was it? It was like, I forgot what it was. But it it was some movie that I watched on Netflix that was deemed like a classic. Um, but like, would would that movie ever be remade like again? And so, yeah, I, I just I just had that thought of, will this will this be made again? Like, will someone like fifty years from now be like, you know what I want to do? I want to make you know the new you know a new Rescue Rangers or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, no more Rescue. <laughs> but you know, but you know, but, but that kind of makes sense yeah i know what you're saying because they i mean they have done in some cases right but uh i wasn't always familiar enough with the original material to care so i think at some point some of them might get remade Mm -hmm. but the problem is in my opinion how people think about remaking movies yeah right because the general attitude seems to be people really like this movie so we should remake it so they can watch it again. Mm-hmm. Right? But like I don't want to watch somebody else play and singing in the rain. Right? I don't don't want to watch that. I don't yeah. want I don't need another one of those movies. I don't want to watch another remake of like Seven Samurai. Right? That movie needs to stay exactly how it is right (laughs) but i think what might benefit people is to like look at some of the movies that they made and then like did badly they're like how can we make this movie better (laughs) i think that's a more that's a question i think about what movies should be remade that no one's thinking about remaking (laughs) because they like had potential and then they were like terrible and nobody watched them Right. Like, I don't think anybody's going to go, oh, man. I mean, they might. Who knows? Somebody might be like, yo, I'm going to make 
I'm gonna remake Streetcar Named Desire or or Goodfellas, right? Like, or Goodfellas. Oh, oh god, man. I was just watching the movie today. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna remake. You know, Rear Window. Yeah. Like, no, you're oh, not. man. Get out of here. Only go back and redo The Godfather. I think we could really nail it <laughs> this yeah. time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I mean, I, you know, I don't know because there. That's an interesting question that Aaron poses because in like. In a hundred years, are they going to want to watch that version of The Godfather? Right. I don't know. Because, yeah. you know, they do sort of... Re- and and I think the ones that get remade a lot now are... They remake the stories. They don't generally do, like, shot-for-shot remakes. Yeah. Generally. There are some exceptions. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know there are some. <laughs> um, but... Like the story is one thing, but like trying to like make an exact copy of, you know, Jurassic Park would be a really weird thing to do. I think what you really need to do is remake like a movie that wasn't good or that was kind of good, but had a pretty good story. Just like mess it up the first time. You need to remake those movies. <laughs> like, like there's. Um, there's movies like, um, <laughs> I know some of the, the newer movies that were like animes that came out and like, they tried to, you know, put them like a live action, um, like, like Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, like that's another one. Like, I think like years down the road, like, like that was such a good, you know, anime and, you know, years from now was potential could technology hold um, that could actually make it you know, good and not have you know, someone that's, you know, that would fit the part. Um, well, yeah. But that, I mean, that goes with what I was saying. Like, that movie has potential to be better. So let's remake mm-hmm. that one. Let's right. not remake, you know, Apollo 13. Like, right. don't remake yeah. that one for the <laughs> So <laughs> Please don't remake Apollo 13. So you're right. There are, there are different, I like that, that difference of like, there's the potential then there's the retelling of the story and nobody has proven the latter better than Disney, right? Retelling Ugh. fairy tales. And it's true. I was thinking about beauty and the beast and how much I don't like that movie. Yeah. Right. Or I'm sorry, Emma Watson. Love you very much. But well, well so I was I not like, <laughs> I was reaching, I was reaching further back of just like the original Cinderella is a retelling of this old fairy tale of this old story or um that that is that they've adapted or sleeping beauty right like that this is a yes. disney adaptation of these stories that they have since ruined by making into modern day atrocities um because they i i will say there there is a series that i watch on youtube that talks about messed up origins and when you find out like the actual like history behind some of those um, like originals, like uh, fairy tales. It is they're absolutely terrifying. Oh yeah, no, yeah like all the Brothers Grimm, the actual the original fairy tale fairy tales are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? These are not children at all. Yeah, that like gets murdered. Yeah. You're like, oh, what the oh, heck? No. What's happening? Why? But yeah, that's true. I mean, they did fix this. They did just retell the story. So that that is, I mean, that's good because there are some stories that eventually need updated 
or just retold again. Right. Right. Because they're good. Like, you know, the story of Sleeping Beauty is, it is like, you know, it is a classic tale. Right. Now, do I need a shot for shot remake of Sleeping Beauty? No, I don't. You, you can like want do something. I don't know. I'm probably going to get one, but like, I don't <laughs> want it, Disney. <laughs> But they <laughs> some people in Disney would say it is a tale of time. That's true. They got to keep their copyrights somehow, right? right. That's how they. That's a whole different Fresh. thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Disney, if you want to sponsor us, we're not going to complain. We're just I mean, right. but yeah, not happening. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, that is. but yeah, that that keeping that story in your mind of like, oh, this is like a important, like cultural thing, right? But then, like, adapting it in a way that's, like, slightly more interesting would be good for, like, a different audience, right? That way you have the story again. And I think that's fine. I don't generally have a problem with that. Like, oh, it's more of this. It might be different. I might not like it as well. But that's on me because I probably like the old one, right? But somebody new is going to like that one. And then the same story we'll have in common. And that's good, Mm -hmm. I think. I think that's important. <clears throat> but I don't want a shot for shot remake of Jurassic Park with like yeah, no, no. don't that'd be terrible. Let's all agree that would be awful. <laughs> it would be so bad. <laughs> like 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 there, there's movies like that that you know what what you said Brandon was perfect of a retelling of you know. Uh, an old tale in a newer version. Um, I mean, it would be a very interesting concept to see, and I, I would love to see what what could be made out of certain things. Yeah, it's it's got to be the right movie, and it's got to be done right. But there, there's a lot of factors that play into that. But it, it was just one of those things where you know I was watching, um, I think I was watching Fellowship of the Ring, like last week. You know, I was just in there watching. And I was like, is this? Would this get remade one day when you know, Peter Jackson's that, long gone? Technically, Peter Jackson remade that from like from like the oh, older snap. older stuff, and from the you know from the book. No, from that weird seventies animated one. Yeah, that's what the, I'm talking uh, about. The, yeah, well, who's the guy that did that? Can't remember yeah, his name. That's, it's, I'm talking about terrifying cartoon. That one. Also, yes, but. Technically, and then there was a live. Then there was um, it, it, not live action, but then there was another series of Lord of the Rings that had I think John Boyd. Heck, what was it? what? Um, but th- there, there's a um, there's a version where they actually had live actors and they drew over them. Um, I will find this, and you all will be like, "What? What are you talking?" I'm about? afraid. Um, is his name John Boy? Oh, his name's John. I don't know. I have no idea what's happening right now. That's not. I just can't that, I, that is that. not John Boy. Um, sorry, keep talking. I'm gonna mute myself. So I just can't think of the who drew that original Lord of the Rings thing. Uh, Anime. I don't. Um, who is that? 1978 film. Hey, 
Back, Ralph Bakshi. There we go. That's yeah. who. There we go. That's the director, Ralph Bakshi. He's the guy that did a lot of those, <clears throat> like that style of animation. So, all right. Okay. There we go. Sure. Nailed it. Back from the part where the episode where we Google. Yeah. Uh, yes. Everyone's favorite okay. part live Googling. I'm sorry, audience. I'm trying <laughs> to get better at commentating while typing. Sometimes I accidentally type the things I was saying. That's a movie Aaron's thinking about, though, because that's like John Hurt, maybe. John Hurt, hey, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's we're thinking about the same one, just from a weirdly different spot. But but there's so. also but there's also a different one that's more like musically. <laughs> Is there? But, yeah, because there's so there's that one. Oh, I'm looking there. at it right. Oh, what on earth is this? Oh my goodness! Oh, I didn't know this that's exists. the terrifying one. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Um, oh, that's the one because there's John Hurt. He played. Uh, what is going on here? What not is... Boromir. Um, Some say Aragorn. He played Aragorn. There we go. Um, he he played him, and yeah, it like he he had to dress up, and they literally just like drew over him. It's very strange. And that, that's how his, his character came to be. So yeah, but you can see so that Peter Jackson remade that. Yeah. But that one, like when I said Lord of the Rings, well, what did your mind first go to? That's true. Peter J. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Peter, Peter. My, my little buddy PDJ, right? He's, he's so and so, but like... That what you, you call know, him. Would someone that's what I call him whenever I see him in those cameos. I always go, ah, oh, PDJ, what's hey. up? Like, it's like... Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> and so like, like things like that of like would someone remake that one sorry, sorry mr jackson i'm a big fan i'm sorry sure. apologize huge fan put me in your next movie um <laughs> but yeah and, and like like things like that yeah i'll like, be an extra like know, stephen colbert just just i'll just be there it'd be cool be there <laughs> that's a good point though are there i don't know <clears throat> i can't think of any other movies that are like recent like that and i'm gonna call that recent even though colin called us out and been like that movie's 20 years old thanks colin i just for, i have to remember thanks for ruining the fun that. uh <laughs> i don't like that particular not thought. attack against you <laughs> i think it might be but like i don't i don't know if there's another movie that i would consider like i mean I guess the only other one that I would think about that would be like a modern day, like untouchable movie, like that would be something like Harry Potter. Cause it's so massive. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, who else are you going to get to play Harry Potter? Right. right? <laughs> who are you going to get to be Hermione? The person that literally solves all the problems in every movie ever. Like, and, you- and that the thing I was talking about with the the movie fight series is that they they sometimes take movies like all right, if you had a chance to remake any movie, what would it be, and who would you cast instead? And someone said something like uh, the newer or just a different version of like RoboCop, and they would have uh, like I don't know. Uh, they already messed up RoboCop once. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, but like like remaking something, and they would have to like pick an actor that's like pop you know relevant today and then explain like why right and mm-hmm. so, so like something like that i was that would be really cool like right or, or they do like a series called like fix a movie like right you're now in charge of fixing you know the, the, the justice league or the oh, dc yeah. universe well like where would you start Burn uh, it. 
from scratch. But I, the, <laughs> the, the dark cut was the Zack Snyder's cut book come out. So. Oh yeah, I can't be bothered. That movie was already too long. Yeah, and I like. I, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, the movie's already too long, and so like I don't want to watch a longer version of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is, again, you're talking to the person that watched. Uh, Gettysburg. And I mean, yeah, that's true. On no, I can probably watch that again. Yeah, like voluntarily watching Gettysburg. Like, oh man, this movie's great. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I can watch the movie fine. But I, I, I'm excited because I'm again, I'm a DC fan. You know, Marvel's Marvel's fantastic, and I love what it's brought. I just want to see Batman. That's <laughs> all I want. I don't Green Lantern, please. Like just for for nothing else, do this for me, DCU. Like that's all. I, I don't care. Just please. I, I, that's all I want. You know, you're so passionate about this whole. I just the DCU is not good. Yes, I know that. I just want a good movie. I just want one. Wonder, Wonder Woman was great, but it wasn't consistent. I'm fine. <laughs> don't think you're fine. About? Don't sound very fine to me. I'm fine. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that's another thing I'm excited for, and I will not watch any um, what's it called um, things on YouTube. I will not watch anything oh, like spoiler about things. it. Like, yeah, I, I just I just want to sit there and see what I can find, and if it's good, I'll be happy. If not, I'll be happy, but I will cry at night. So. <laughs> This is a big deal for me. I'll just cry myself to sleep with my Batman pillow. <laughs> just wanted to see Batman fight. That's, that's all I wanted. You saw that? That was indifferent. That was yeah. called Batman vs Superman. Yeah, they already they did. had yeah. the whole movie. And actually, I actually Why did like that, but I thought I did not think it was nearly as offensive as the internet said. But again, the internet is a very angry place. It just likes to yell is at things. Just offended? I don't know. <laughs> it's true. They all know better. All they are. <clears throat> So the, I'll be I'll be happy one day with, with DCU. Just not, <laughs> not that's not today. Not when you watch when you just it, yeah when you watch Batman the animated series again and you go ah oh, oh yes so good DCU has made better animated movie than an actual like live action film because they can get Kevin Conroy to play Batman. <laughs> that is true. That, and Mark Hamill can play the Joker. Anytime. That is tr- double true. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, Rocksteady can make a better Batman universe. <laughs> my my legitimate favorite like Batman thing ever is those Batman Arkham games. Those are so good. Oh, I do like those. Oh man, there's I didn't like Arkham Knights much. I mean, it was fine, man. but like again, that's I, Arkham City was the one I liked, and then Arkham Asylum yeah. was really good too. Sorry, Colin, we we got off topic. Um, but there, just, no just topic give me DCU movie. That's all I want. Yeah. Okay. All I want. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Just want my comedy. <laughs> Aaron's going to have to play Lego Batman to be pacified, as we're going to say. Fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we'll let you go do that, Aaron, and uh, we'll. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, Thanks for getting it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, uh, okay. <laughs> well, love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> love you too. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>